0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join me in an empty yet sunny capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Matt Polly, Director of Johnson-Fleming, a consultancy service. Matt, hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm well, and may I am Well, may I at first uh, congratulate you on having such a distinguished first name?
1: <laughs> There's a lot of Mats from my generation around.
0: <laughs> well, we might as well uh, get on to uh, the discussion that everyone's talking about at the moment, and that's COVID-19. How has that yeah. affected your operation?
1: Um, well, we're, we're one of the fortunate companies, I suppose, that we've, as a consultancy business, we apart from trying to manage our clients and manage the clients that are struggling, we're not in a position where immediate jobs are at threat. So for us, it's been more around planning how do we continue to maintain the service to our clients and how do we support our employees as we move from, I guess, a traditional office-based environment to a home working environment. So for us, uh, prior to the beginning of March, nobody worked from home. And now we've got 100% of our workforce um, all working from home remotely on new tech um, and, and trying to deal with the different pressures that working from home uh, brings. So from a from a business planning perspective, it, we've been one of the fortunate businesses where we haven't had too much interruption to revenues and, and job threats. But from a people planning perspective, Um, It's been a very unusual time for us um, with different challenges that we've never faced before.
0: Do you feel that this will be a movement that will carry on after uh, this uh, crisis is over?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, we deal with a lot of, a lot, a lot of our clients are in a similar situation to us where their working practices have changed. And if they're um, if, if the feedback that they're getting internally through the, the metrics within the business and their employees is anything like ours has been, then I think you're going to see a big shift in working patterns. And I think you're going to see an increased flexibility um, within the uh, what I call the white-collar sectors of people who are office-based. You're just going to see more flexibility by employers. We're we're We'd always been hesitant to do that because I think it's a big leap for a business to make. And, but a lot of new tech businesses, like the gaming industry or, um, or IT, have been have been adopting this more flexible model for a long time now. And traditional industries like ours, which is a benefits consulting business, or some of the accountancy practices, or some of my some of my friends and colleagues in the law law sector, have always been loath to make the jump. And COVID's going to it's forcing people to make that jump. So it's going to be interesting, I think. We've had great feedback from staff. We've had great feedback from our clients. So I think you're going to see businesses look at this twofold. One of a, a way of um, rewarding employees with a more flexible workplace post-COVID. And I also think there's a financial benefit to this, a huge financial benefit to this. So if we, if we allow people, for, just for example, simple math to do two days a week from home as opposed to five days a week in the office, mm-hmm. we've just created 40% more office space.
0: Of course. So
1: there's just, there's so many good things that come out of what what was a forced situation, but it all, it all comes down to mindset. If you've got the right mindset and you're looking for the benefits and to take something positive out of this, it's definitely there.
0: There is a, an argument to be made, however, uh, that more people working from home will cause a significant downfall in the real estate market which could yeah. affect the economy as a whole um how do you think uh, that this could be balanced with this new working model
1: well i think for 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 the the, the losses in uh, rental space and office space and i think there will be a downturn in in the price of that because obviously if demand shrinks then price will will fall um i think you you're, you're going to see booms in other areas that, excuse me <coughs> So I think what I what I look at it is what I'm saving in office space is going to allow me to invest in more people, invest in more technology for my business. It's not just going to be sucked up into shareholder profits, although some businesses may well do that. But in our business, we're, we're still looking to grow and expand and do more. So I think there'll be more investment in other areas. It'll just be a shift. You know, the... Industry faces these shifts all the time. And when, when you hear on the news people talking about unprecedented changes, I watched a, a brilliant video from Simon Sinek on, on um, LinkedIn a few days ago. We've had so many changes in industry in general. The internet was going to kill off sectors. It doesn't kill off sectors. It just changes them. And I think although reta- uh, although office space is going to struggle, I think you're going to get growth in a lot of other areas mm. around home working. And I think you're going to get businesses take those savings and use them elsewhere and, and use that investment to develop the business in other places. And you'd like to think if your per capita cost goes down, because you're not looking at office space and all, and you're not got the travel allowances and all those things that go along with it, that as a business, you can invest more in, in, in more people.
0: Absolutely, it may re, uh, result in a cheaper workforce uh, because there isn't that need to commute and invest thousands of pounds well, think, uh, uh, on uh, on commuting.
1: Yeah, I think so, and also I think a more nimble workforce. So we've historically, you know, we've we've been kind of a bit, a little bit uh, handcuffed to the past in terms of the types of hours we want people people to work, and it's probably restricted us from hiring some really talented people. And now I think with the handcuffs off in terms of how we think about whether people need to come into an office and what hours people need to work, I think it's going to open our, open our eyes to a new workforce that are, that are looking for more flexibility than we've been able to provide. So I think there's some opportunity out there to talk to talent that we've potentially um, restricted ourselves from talking to historically.
0: Well, I think we must move on to uh, leadership uh, before we run out of time uh, yep. what would you say uh, the word leader means to you
1: I think the 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 leader in this current climate is especially uh, a great example of that I think the tone of the business is set by leadership I and mean, I have some very talented individuals in our team and they help us with they, they help make smart decisions and bring you know, real intellectual skill to the business. But the tone and the, and the values and the culture of the business starts right at the top. So for me, the leader determines the tone and the culture of the business and ensures that that is felt all the way through every rung of the business, r- right the way down to, um, you know, the lower levels of, of employees and, and even the people that we work with like partners and contractors not necessarily even people we employ that they know what we stand for. So I think that's the primary role in this whole COVID situation is a great example of how in this climate, the leaders can shrivel up and shrink away and get into um, a defensive mode or they can be positive and show the company that this is an opportunity to look at how we do things as a business and get smarter and and but that's all determined by the leader. That whole tone is set by the
0: leadership team. Who is your example? Uh, Who is the person that served as a role model for you when you were developing your leadership strategy?
1: Well, yeah, it's it's difficult because I, I, I always, I've come from a sales background. So a lot of my role models have been people with an entrepreneurial skill set. So but so when you look in and, and the climate that I've been a leader from, so since I, you know the last few years, but my work in my working time, we've seen some huge innovation around the technology sector, and I think the ability for people in leadership roles to completely change the way that people do do that run their lives, and if you think about. Um, People might not like these people, but you can't fault them for what they do. People like Gates in the current climate and Zuckerberg, all the usual suspects, but have, have come in with new ideas, new thinking. Um, uh, jobs would be a great example. And, and they've had real determination to reset what is the norm is and real determination and belief in the product that they've got. And they've gone out there and they've changed the world and so i think we've been very fortunate to grow in an industry uh, sorry in a time where that part of the industry is really taken off and thrived and seen some really unique people within that within that within that that it sector that technology sector who are who are physically changing people's lives and how we do things
0: Well, Matt, unfortunately, the last grains of sand have fallen through the glass. Uh, So it is time uh, for us to move on. However, before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store for Johnson Fleming?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think we're going to change. I think we're going to see a big change internally in how we do things with our employees. There's definitely going to be a a shift in our working practices, And I think as a business... My view is that the, the, the clients we serve, their needs are going to change fundamentally after COVID. And I think we're going to have a big re, relook and a relaunch of what we do for those companies as the working environment changes. And we need to be able to provide services to change with that. So I see a big change for us internally and I see a big change in what we offer out externally to our clients.
0: Well, Matt, it has been an absolute pleasure to discuss leadership with you today and the current state of affairs. I very much hope that you can come back on the program when things have quieted down a bit. Um, And that would be a very pleasant interaction. Matt, thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for the invite. Bye bye.
0: That was Matt Pauly, director of Johnson Fleming. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst.
3: Oh, there, there are one or two people who are very familiar um, uh, who do Google me. Realise that I did uh, score nothing for Essex, uh, for, my only game for Essex first team when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in, in, uh, in Liverpool, many, many years ago, 1962, I think that was. So I didn't, I didn't um, s- yes, I, I didn't really feel it at the time. It was lucky to be playing, I guess, with one or two injuries. Um, which uh, was absolutely... But I can use it now, but it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we... Um, uh, well, you want me... I, I think, can tell you if you sorry. want.
3: You've want, you got time. I can tell I go, you if you want.
2: Jeff, go on. Go on. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh, doing a, a,
3: at a dinner in in the Channel Islands, three or four hundred people, black tie dinner, uh, guest of honor. Mm-hmm. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions... looking to me for inspiration Um
2: well, you, you don't uh, have to but I will
3: no, well, um, it, it's, it's okay for a third party to do it uh, perhaps um, perhaps that may have been the case over the years uh, people look at you and um, uh, maybe uh, it has a uh, helpful effect uh, but I do think you you how you behave and set examples on and off the bit people must realize uh, that that has an influence Looking at There's that, so many. yeah, so many, and that's why we we're successful because we had so many um, showing all those qualities that you just mentioned uh, throughout the team. I think that that was outstanding, and uh, uh, and it's an opportunity to, to talk about uh, all of them in, in that breath. And there was nobody. And I'm going back to an earlier earlier question for me, that, um all hard nosed professionals, good good teammates, mm. good socially.